BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay, we'll start the show here in just one second. But first, now's the time to help support independent media. And you can do it for just a few dollars a month by subscribing to our bonus content on our Patreon page. Go to bobseskashow.com and pitch in with as little as $1 per month. But if you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get all kinds of exclusive bonus content, including the post-mortem show. And if you sign up for $10 per month, you'll get our Friday After Party podcast, where Kimberly Johnson and I talk about politics, pop culture, sexuality, and our personal lives. Plus, you'll join one of the fastest-growing communities of podcast listeners around. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You're it. You're at Quitsies. Any Quitsies. You're at Quitsies. No, any Quitsies, no Startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot. Stamped it. Can't do. Double stamped it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamped it. No erases. Tell no, Blue no, make it no, through. No. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd, Lloyd. You guys. Enough. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio or something? Radio? <laughs> Who needs a radio? Ready, Harry? Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> so as I said, if you're quarantined with children, I imagine it's a little bit like that scene. And we're all going to be sporting the Dumb and Dumber haircuts really damn soon, right? From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 2, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,169 of the Trump crisis, 216 days until the presidential election. Let's bring in the goth ninjas, huh? <laughs> Jody Hamilton's here. F you. Oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I'll try not oh, to work she's so she's already blue. shooting out of the gate. <laughs> Foul-mouthed Jody Hamilton's here yeah. from, the, from the Bunker podcast. Should be from the F-Bomb podcast. Oh, shit. From she's like the today. She's tapping on her holster, man. Yep. Comes, you know, <laughs> Barney Fife. <F-U>. <laughs> from dash the dash bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com. And look, it's David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex from the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. I just start right out here by uh, badgering David. 
why on earth are you preparing like a 12 course meal of food, including curry and pudding and chocolate cake? Big, big, beautiful <laughs> chocolate cake. You, you were in the hospital recently for stomach problems. What are you on doing, Sunday, man? It was Sunday. I couldn't eat any more goddamn soup. <laughs> I just could not. You don't understand. Like, your third or fourth can of Progresso soup, you're just yeah. out. You're like, all right, I'm done. I gotta chew something. <laughs> and as we both um, know, you and Ben both love soup and talking and not talking. You could talk right. or not talk for hours <laughs> and still find things to not talk about, right? Right. right. F you. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to be locked in the house with one person at the end of the world, at least it's somebody super adorable. Yeah, that's right. As yeah. we established, uh, maybe it was last week or the week before, that uh, your husband is a walking, talking hug. He is like Basically, the embodiment. Yes. If you were to draw a picture of a hug, it would turn out to be that. How are you doing, Jody? Are you able to get outside at all? Yeah, we are. Um, uh, we're allowed to get outside. They've closed all the parks. Well, they haven't technically closed the parks or the beaches, but they've closed parking lots, which this is LA. Oh, interesting. Um, right. So if so, you live uh, near a park or you live near a beach, you can get to it by walking, but mm. people f- not from those areas are, they even uh, aren't allowing uh, meter parking on Ocean Avenue in Santa Monica. The p- pier's closed. Yeah. Um, because people were just being stupid. What and about MacArthur Park? It's melting. In the dawn? Um, oh, in the man. dawn. All the sweet green icing. Did someone left the cake out? Yeah, oh, someone left it. the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can make it because it took so long to bake it. And I'll but never have, have that the... recipe again. Never? <laughs> F you. Oh. <laughs> Jody. You know, I heard the Fresh Air interview with that guy. Terry Gross is like, what were you singing about? What in the world is that song about? He's like, I don't really know. <laughs> He's like, we're doing lots of drugs. It just sounded really fantastic. You know? <laughs> Total spinal tap moment, you know? Like, where's your base? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta say, everyone loved foul-mouthed Jody Hamilton last week. <laughs> Even my week. mother. Your mother. See, now that was something that just, when you sent me that text message, <laughs> we were in the middle of the after party, and already Kimberly and I had spent like the first 45 minutes of the Friday After Party podcast doing nothing but name dropping. We're name dropping. She's good. <laughs> I'm talking to Diedrich Bader and you're talking to Kirk Acevedo and we're talking to people. And, and then suddenly I get this text message from Jody Hamilton and you say you sent the Thursday show to your mom who happens to yeah. be Carol Burnett and yeah. that she listened to it and she approved, I assume, of your profanity. That was the she just... Did. Okay. She did. Wait, I, 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 te- I sent her another email and I said, you know, normally I don't work so blue. And um, and she said and she said, well, wait, hold on, where is it? It's around here somewhere. Hold okay, on. I know, but it was warranted. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can hear her. I can hear her voice. I can hear her saying, yeah, yeah. How's she doing, Jody? Got to check she's, in. She's she's doing well. She's you know she's at home with her husband up in uh, Santa Barbara, and they where they live. Luckily, there's like um, a restaurant like on the campus kind of thing, so uh-huh. she can order in from there. Uh, oh, that's and, great. So that's and it's right there. Um, so if she wants to walk over there and pick up stuff, she can. Um, yeah. But she's staying, you know, she's staying indoors. She's in that age group. She's going to be what year is it? Um, she's going to be carry the two. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be eighty-seven oh, this month. Eighty-seven. Uh, wow. So she's only about five years older than my dad. That's great. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, you know, my. Do you know how much my, it blows my mind that she even knows who I am? 
I mean, that I'm even like a blip on Carol Burnett's radar. Well, she did the, well, wait. That is endless gay cred forever. Actually, what Jody told me last week that she was using the 15 second skip ahead feature for every time you were talking, David. So she doesn't. Well, that's, yeah, that's. She has no idea who you are. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, no, I, I visibly wilted. <laughs> well, I, I just want to make sure that she's not having to fashion clothing out of the drapery or anything like that. Not yet. Okay, um, good. That's I good saw news. it in the window and I just had to have it. Yeah, couldn't resist it. Um, no, and then I got an email from uh, apparently there's a company that wants to stream and uh, broadcast the 11th season only for some strange reason of my mom's show. And I edited the first five down to half hours. So I got this email like last night going, hey, Jody, do you want to do that again? I'm like, thank you for the work. I can use it. <laughs> that's, hey, that's great. That's all. And you yeah. have no idea why it's the 11th season only? And not the not six through 11. It's like because I did one through five. Oh, I see. And I just it's very odd. I mean, six through 11 have been available in some fashion for mm -hmm. maybe maybe it was just six through ten i'm not sure yeah. um but so i'm doing i'm starting that today mm -hmm. um and some will have music in it this time which is different than before but um maybe it's because those seasons are more memorable to those of us in the uh, generation x category in that demographic you mean those of us that know how to be home alone because we were latchkey kids <laughs> that's, right who so were right. expecting we nuclear rule. death to rain from the sky at any given time yeah we, we we know how to hide out we're really good at that but by the way just so so you know with la mayor garcetti is suggesting that we now if we get into contact Contact with people like at a grocery store or a pharmacy or wherever you're having to do stuff to wear masks now. Oh, good. See, yeah, Kimberly and I were way ahead on that one. We were wearing masks. I was wearing masks uh, to the grocery store a few weeks ago, and and people right. were looking at me like I was a space alien. I mean, you can right. imagine six foot four me walking into a grocery store wearing a mask <laughs> and a hoodie and, and glasses, looking like I, you know, just came <clears throat> from you know, some sort of super fund cleanup of nuclear waste or right. something like that. And and in I walk. And no one else at that point in time was wearing any, everyone just socializing and hanging out. And I'm like, you're all going to be sorry, goofuses. I wasn't yeah, like, I didn't I scold mean, anybody. Well, I had no idea that my city was so far ahead of my state. <clears throat> oh, your state. I'm, I'm so the, sorry for your idiot your governor. stupid governor. Oh, my yeah. God. My governor who is breaking news. Revelation. Game changer. Oh, my God. People can shed the virus asymptomatically. <gasps> we just learned this, apparently. No, we, no, didn't we didn't just, just learn, this. learn this. We've known this about viruses since polio. Oh, my God. We've, you know, I mean, he's just like the fucking idiot. And he cheated his way. I mean, it's like mm. this is what happens when we honor stolen elections, people. Yeah. We ended up with a president like we've got now and a governor like I have. Yep. It, it just, he's completely incompetent. And yeah, it's, they've uh, been like making fun of our mayor who's done an amazing job. Mayor Kelly Gertz of Athens, Georgia has done an amazing job. He's yep. been calm. He's been forward thinking. He's been reasonable. It's been, you know, and I really had no idea that we were so far ahead of the rest of the state. Yeah. yeah. And, and the stay at home order. The problem is the next county over Coney County is wildly Republican. They've just been going about their business, having parties, you know, going That's to ridiculous. bars and restaurants, and they use our hospitals in Clark County. Right. Unfucking believable. That is just staggering to hear that. So I mean, all you know, all the work we've done to try to keep the you know to flatten the curve in Athens with people really avoiding contact and really it's you know it's a lot of work you guys yeah. know that yeah. it's not easy to live this way right um and yet it's all going to get undone because mm -hmm. these wahoos in next county I, I feel like we should just i don't know build that yep. wall start build that wall <laughs> build that wall right 
Uh, yeah, your governor is fully ensconced in viral Trumpism. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Nobody exactly. knew. Nobody knew. That's Trump's whole thing. It's like nobody knew until ju- I just heard someone told me, my friend Jim. History just- is not going to be kind to that shithead. I mean, really, <sighs> no, they're going to no. turn around and be like, the state of Georgia fumbled the ball because this jackhole yeah. skipped science class in high school to go to gym or whatever. The CDC so is in Atlanta. The CDC is in Atlanta. Exactly. That's exactly. Well, you know, if we had a legitimately elected governor, we probably would have someone who listens mm. to the CDC and yeah. hadn't hired people who would have known months ago. Yeah. States Governor Abrams would have been on this shit. Yeah, well, there are you fucking dignuses on both sides of the border because you've got Brian Kemp in Georgia and then there's Ron DeSantis in Florida. Right. Who talk about slow on the uptake, this guy. Finally, finally doing a stay-at-home order, but I'm sure there are all kinds of loopholes in that state. Oh, yeah, order. you could go to church in Florida. <laughs> amazing what the fuck what the fuck i mean can you not just skip it for one sunday pray at home do it virtually all these pastors are so putting their stuff out on on streaming video and so on you just do that someone needs to teach the pastors about paypal yeah yeah so they don't have to freaking use the plate because that's the problem they don't want them in the pews because the pews they put money in the plate mm-hmm. you know so if you well, don't fill the, the pews is, the plates are empty DeSantis also is leaving the beaches open because he wants people to come into the state it's and i lonnie's dad what? lives yeah lonnie's dad and stepmom and uh two of his siblings and their mm-hmm. families live down in florida and they go to church and i said to lonnie i said call your dad yeah tell him not to go to church mm-hmm there's ways to do it online if he wants to be involved in some sort of congregation that's safe for him because he's in his he's almost 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, you guys got to make sure that your brother is listening to accurate reporting. Make sure your mm-hmm. sister is listening to it. You know, it's like because people will die uh, yeah. because of the stupid. And the, Frances Callier said something on her show last week that I thought was brilliant. She goes, we're the kids in class that are told if y'all finally calm down, sit down, stop talking amongst yourselves, mm-hmm. you can then go to recess. Well, we're the good kids. <laughs> right. Okay, We're the good kids. We're the ones sitting down and waiting patiently for Florida and fucking Alabama and fucking Mississippi and fucking Georgia to sit the fuck down. F you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've that's what I've been waiting for. Right there. That's America needs to say F you along with foul mouth yes. Jody Hamilton. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean here's the I thing. I think we need like full on South Park bus driver, like sick Saturday shut up. Exactly. We all want to go to recess. Let's all do it now. Come on. That's right. Or we could just use this. Shut up! Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Every Trump show. Shut up! Will you shut up? This shut is up, me every shut, afternoon. Shut, shut up! Shut, shut, shut up! Now! Now! Did you see listeners correctly identify the anthrax song that I was referring to there? Yes, they did. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, here's, you know, just going back to God, church I love real you quick. Guys. Listeners, I'm just hugging you all. Yeah, I. Oh my God. Distance. Yeah, so am I. We're going <laughs> to yes. just all three do just like a gigantic group orgy of a hug here. <laughs> Uh, With because, souffle. Yeah. Uh, you know, first of all, like I was going to mention about church, first of all, and then I want to get back to uh, our listeners, but. The thing with church is, with the Catholic Church especially, that's a sin to skip church. So you right. have to, if you skip church, or more specifically, if you skip communion, you have mm-hmm. to go to confession before you can receive communion again. But, right. but as we all know, those of us who were raised Catholic know, there are all kinds of loopholes to that. Oh, I yeah. think... 
you know, the Catholic Church is very forgiving when it comes to missing church. Due is to that it. a mortal sin or a venial sin? It's I think a it's a venial sin. sin. So it's like yeah. about on the Guido Sarducci scale of when you, <laughs> some of you will not remember Father Guido Sarducci. From we all do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody. But he sure. said you get to heaven and St. Peter's got this big book of everything you've ever done wrong and certain things are big, expensive sins. And they give you a sack of money. And if you have enough money left at the end, after they start taking out your sins, you can go to heaven. Yeah. Right, and these like you know murder. That's a big one. That's like five hundred dollars. You yeah, know, yeah. But, like masturbation, thirty five cents. But you know, it adds up. Thirty five cents, thirty five cents, thirty five cents. That you know. You know, I wish uh, Father Guido Sarducci was the pastor of all churches, because then we get cool yeah. shit like find the popes in the pizza. This is classic Father Guido Sarducci. <laughs> I remember that one. Go along with this so papal funny. mania. I have a kind of a design the contest it. about the popes. It's called Find the Pope's Inner the Pizza. <laughs> All 264 popes, they're in here. And what we're going to do in about one minute, we're going to put a close-up of this on your screen. And all you got to do is get a pencil and draw a circle around every place you see a picture of the Pope. And what I'm going to do for the prize, whoever wins, you know, finds the most popes, they're going to have a button that I designed myself. I noticed on the tour, the best-selling button was this. It says, I got a peek out of the Pope. <laughs> now, all you have to do is take the paper off, fold it up, put it in an envelope, and address it to Find the Popes in the Pizza Contest, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, New York, New York, 10020 zip. Arrivederci, America. Classic you, Father. Bless classic you. Don oh. Novello. Oh, that's so cool. And and you know, going I back. I can't believe you had that. I, I just. I mean, just we did not plan ahead, yeah. gang. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring up Father Guido not. Sarducci out of nowhere. Yeah. That was absolutely amazing, Bob. Thank you. you. Most, you your kung fu is the best. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have correctly labeled something so that I can find it fast during the show, and that was one one of those cases. Um, we were in the middle of hugging the listeners. Yes, yes we were in the middle were. of hugging the listeners, and here's why I am in such a good mood today, given all of the horrible news, I should be in a horrible mood, but I'm at least, at the very least, I'm in a great mood because we only had very few declines this month on Patreon. Oh, good. So we were able to hang on to our thousand plus Patreon subscribers. Hey. Yeah. Which is, I, I am so grateful for all of you. So immensely grateful. I hope in some way the three of us can continue to keep you all sane uh, because I know that you all keep us sane, and that's for sure. So thank you to uh, to all of you for subscribing on Patreon. Thank you to all of you who uh, subscribe on iTunes and so on and listen to this show again. Hello, Sunday listeners. Hi. Yes. Hi. <laughs> exactly right. Well, you know, uh, speaking of good news, Nancy Pelosi is forming a select committee to oversee the COVID-19 response. Jake Sherman reported this today. Pelosi's creating a House Select Committee on the Coronavirus. It's going to be chaired by Jim Clyburn. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. But, I mean, yeah. you've been hearing all these nightmare stories about how there's no coordination on the federal level. Mm -hmm. There is none. No. And hospitals and states are finding themselves competing against the federal government itself mm -hmm. as a bidder for essential PPE. Yeah. First responders and nurses. Oh, and there's 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 an need. even more horrible story going around right now. Certain hospitals where nurses are bringing in their own PPE stuff mm -hmm. that's helpful, or doctors. One nurse was fired. One nurse quit because the, the hospital said, "If you wear your own, you'll be fired." 
Why? That's insane. What the That's fuck? That's insane. Yeah. This, see, this is some kind of madness going on. I, I, why would anyone do that? I mean, that is a policy that is being held over from before all this happened, maybe. And they're just still applying it like a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, I mean, there's one doctor up in uh, uh, in Washington State, and he had been an ER doctor at that the specific hospital. Mm-hmm. Forget the name of it. Um, for 17 years, mm-hmm. he went on television locally, I guess, and was explaining to the interviewer that yeah, we don't have the right equipment, and the CEO of that fucking hospital fired him. God oh, for damn fuck's it! Sake. Yeah, this I, really needs to be the bonfire of for-profit healthcare forever. This needs to be just the burning, cartwheeling fireball of destruction that just completely does away with it forever and hopefully in time to save some lives. Mm -hmm. Because the way that's set up now, there's a reason why we have the worst COVID problem in the world right now because we have this survival of the fittest social Darwinist healthcare Mm -hmm. system where it's like only rich people can afford to go to the doctor when they're sick. And even if you do have like a major medical event, it will throw you into bankruptcy. And it's just, it's like, this needs to die. It needs to go away. We need Medicare for all now. And the freaking administration is refusing to extend the deadline for open enrollment for Obamacare, even though nobody can afford Obamacare. Right. It's just like, yep. Yep. I know. and you know what that bonfire you're thinking about starting up there, David? We need to throw the Republican Party onto that fucking bonfire. Yeah, too. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because Mitch McConnell fuck, yeah. just he's already opposed to the next bill from the next stimulus that the House is trying to slam together in time to help <sighs> people. Because God he's forbid. Like, oh, well, they don't, don't even think about that. It's a bridge too far. We you know we're creating a culture of dependency. And it's like, dude. <laughs> oh my God, that was F- really good. That was good. That was really oh, good. Thank you. I, I wanted just, to I, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, uh, during the Trump show yesterday, Trump was asked about health care. He had no fucking idea what he was talking about. He had no idea. Oh, because what the we're in the was. middle of it, launching a military operation on the other side. I mean, the other that's right. We're we're going after the cocaine. we're diverting resources that's to right. the other hemisphere in the desperate time that we need to be able to transport things like ventilators yeah. around mm-hmm. the country. We desperately need military resources to be able to coordinate this kind of thing. And yeah. he's just like, "Oh, I'm going to send all these ships." You know, into the the Southern Command and down into the Southern Hemisphere into Mexico and Central and South America. It's like, do you not know what's happening with the USS Teddy Roosevelt right now? I with do. Its infected yep. soldiers sitting off the coast of Guam with nowhere to go because there's too many people infected on the boat. And they uh-huh. just so we're going to pack a whole bunch of young recruits and people who are you know new to the mission, like into these boats and send them to the Southern Hemisphere. Great idea, Mr. President, yeah. except that they've been planning this since February, says Courtney Kuby of MSNBC yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. She's their Pentagon correspondent, and she's like, we heard about this in February. This is just something they've put lipstick on. Good God. You know, and yeah. trotted it out mm-hmm. so that they can have a headliner. Right, you know? right. And, you know, because the president feels like he needs to have an announcement when he comes out to the podium each day. And it's just like, this is back to that participation trophy thing that the Republicans claim they hate so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. where it's just like, I, you know, it doesn't really matter matter the actual value of something if mm. we can just give it a you know put some lipstick on that pig yeah. and trot it out and yeah. it's just it's a combination of Iran, and then on top of that, Trump spent maybe the first 45 minutes of the Trump show yesterday with Bill Barr and a bunch of other guys talking about cocaine interdiction this is a group of people Jesus who can't Christ. deal with one thing at a time much less multiple things at a time and here they go 
for some reason, explaining to the American people on live television across all the networks about how cocaine is the real, and we got to stop the cocaine. We got to we got to crack down on Tony Montana here in the yeah. United States when we're all quarantined and we're all scared and we're all you know worried about our four hundred one ks. We're all worried about our checking accounts. Where our, how we're going to pay our mortgage? Let me tell you, this is rent. something I know for a fact yeah. right now. A friend of mine is in Emory Hospital with all of the COVID symptoms. Right? Jesus She's Christ. Like, you know, she coded on Tuesday because mm. her lungs are basically not carrying air. Jesus. Um, She's been tested four times and they cannot get a, see a COVID positive. Uh, they, she, the tests aren't accurate. Hmm. Yeah. The doctor said, I've got patients who have got all the symptoms. They're crashing. They're in respiratory distress. They're on ventilators. But I cannot get a positive test. Mm-hmm. So the tests that we got from LabCorp and the public-private partnership, quote unquote, that Mike Pence keeps greasing up like it's a anyway. Yeah, talk about a guy um, who doesn't know anything about healthcare, by the way. Right. Someone was on the news yesterday, I mean, on MSNBC saying, so, we need a czar, we need someone to coordinate. It was the mayor of Teaneck, New Jersey was like, yeah. saying, please, you know, we desperately need people, we need ventilators, we need coordination, we need someone to just take the reins on this. And I'm like, I thought that was supposed to be Mike fucking Pence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. in fact, he was asked yesterday about healthcare, and he said, well, you know, there's this thing out there across all the states that's called Medicaid, and people can avail themselves of Medicaid. And so the reporter said, well, I think it was John Roberts, in fact, from Fox News Channel said, well, there are millions of Americans who don't qualify for Medicaid because they make too much money to fit into that qualification. And so what happens is they end up out of work. They lose their health insurance. What's Mm -hmm. there for them? And the answer was basically this. You you could you yeah you you want yeah. I can't emphasize the testing thing enough though because it means that all the numbers that we're getting are falsely low. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because Uh they're getting tremendous numbers of false negatives on patients that are in active respiratory like crashing. Right. Right. So that means the numbers that we do know are drastically low and that we don't actually we're still flying blind, which is why we're stuck with 14th century you know, methods of fighting it, which is social distancing. Mm-hmm. Right. I can tell you as of this moment, I'm at Johns Hopkins uh, website, 5,316 deaths in the United States as of this moment. Oh, my God. That's more than uh, two 9-11s at least. What was it? So it's getting there. 2990 was 9-11, yeah, somewhere around there. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's Osama bin Trump. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, he's got blood on his hands is what's going he on here. And here's a great example of how Donald Trump has blood on his hands. Here he tweeted today, just spoke to my friend MBS, crown yeah, prince of Saudi Arabia, who spoke with President oh. Putin of Russia, another murderer. And I expect and hope that they will be cutting back approximately 10 million barrels and maybe substantially more, which, if it happens, will be great for the oil and gas industry. And what that means for regular Americans struggling to pay their bills now is that gas prices aren't going to be coming down to that 99 cents a gallon that Donald Trump was talking about yesterday during his Trump show. So this is going to spike uh, gas price. But that's only the small, teeny tiny nitpick about this particular text. The real shitty blood on his hands thing here is my friend MBS. MBS, the sadistic crown prince who ordered a journalist sawed into pieces literally Mm -hmm. while alive is Donald Trump's friend. 
Make no mistake here, especially those of you in the uh, White House press corps who think Donald Trump suddenly has, you know, feelings like a human being when it comes to the death toll. Trump is a sociopath in charge of a death cult. He is nothing Mm -hmm. more than that. Any sort of expression of seriousness or sobriety is all entirely in service of Donald Trump, not anyone else. Donald Trump specifically, he will say anything he needs to say in order to sell his bullshit on a stick. That's what he Mm -hmm. does. That's this somber. Yeah. So somber. That is all in service of Trump. (laughs) So, you know, for about 11, maybe 12 hours on Sunday, I was incredibly nauseated and sweating mm-hmm. and in a lot of pain. And I couldn't get comfortable in any position. I would like be on the bed and the bed wasn't comfortable. And I'd go get on the couch and, the couch, and it was just like, you know, some of you probably been through this. And it's like, it's like listening to Trump talk. Yeah. Like, I can't decide what I hate more. Like, <laughs> as soon as he starts reading a teleprompter, I'm like, oh, I hate teleprompter Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as soon as he starts winging it, it's so much worse. Mm-hmm. It's like... A, it's like a meatloaf song that never ends. You know, it just, gets, it just keeps getting worse and more heinous. It's a meatloaf song that never ends. Yeah. And None of them ever end. None of them ever end. No, they're all 11 and a half minute opuses. And yeah. It's just and one tremendously awful idea after another. Yeah. Well, and meatloaf is the guy who Trump asked uh, whether he should run for president. And Meatloaf said... Absolutely. That fucking ass lick. Where are <laughs> you just all... like pulling him today? I cannot believe, Bob, know, your sound library. I'm like, wow, Like I just brought Meatloaf up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, I've got him You know, pretty much Boom. spawning like problems that we all face today Yeah, from yeah, the no. Celebrity Apprentice. Here's the genesis <laughs> of it. I happen to have it on tape. Yeah, that's right. He said, uh, uh, Meatloaf, should I run for president? And Meatloaf said... Absolutely. That was on television. I have the whole clip mm-hmm. somewhere, but I'm not that good. After a thousand or so shows, I, I've actually gotten okay at running these sounds. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, now that you've said that, your entire soundboard is going to go tits up. You yeah. know that, right? For the rest <laughs> oh, of the show, you will have no sound. I'm already ready for that. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing about the here's the thing about Trump's Trump shows uh, every afternoon. One of the things, one of the many things that's bothering me, and it's it's really, I will admit, this is full-on Trump derangement syndrome, make no mistake, but his slobbery voice in particular, I think it has something to do with the little teeny tiny condenser microphones on that podium in the White House press room. I think they're picking up all of his gross, slobbery mouth sounds. And I yeah. hear, oh, my God, I hear all, I've got big speakers here uh, hooked up to my computer, and I listen via C-SPAN, and all of that audio gets picked up, all of the slime and slobber in his mouth, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. the gro- it makes me nauseous every time. And it's not just, obviously, the content makes me nauseous, but the way it sounds is also making me nauseous. So mm-hmm. there's that, too. Okay, we're going to take a uh, short break here, and when we come back, I got to talk to you about. Uh, I want to get back into this healthcare thing because they had no blessed clue what was going on with regard to that yesterday. We'll get into that more right after these words. We are talking to the fifth generation owner of Omaha Steaks, uh, Todd Simon. Wow, I hate to say it. In the midst of this crisis, we're living through. What a great time for Omaha Steaks. You were already on this, right? Flash frozen, safely delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. You get an amazing amount of food that you can stock up in your freezer. Well, that's right. I mean, we are experts in frozen food delivery, and we've been shipping great protein and meals and steaks, you know, directly to people's homes since the mid-50s. So we're already sort of set up and expert at it. So, 
you know, when people, you know, either stopped wanting to go to stores or when stores didn't have enough supply, uh, we were ready to, to step in and really help our customer family make sure that they were able to stock up and have what they needed during this unfortunate moment. And your quality is amazing. I just am amazed the amount you get for the price that you yeah. get, right? Because you actually have like stock up varieties now. Tell us about those. That's right. So if you go to our website now, we're focusing a lot on stock up packages because what we're finding is that what our customers want is they want a big box with a lot of portions so they can get that in their freezer and so that they can make sure that they're doing great meals at home, but they're not kind of creating monotony, right? They really want variety. My wife now is cooking something different every night, looking for different recipes. So we've got these pre-packed stock-up boxes that are ready to ship now. They're filled with a huge variety of steaks, of premium poultry and pork. We've got no-work family meals for your slow cooker, your oven. We've got skillet meals. We've got side dishes. And we've got artisan desserts. And one of the things, you know, we've heard is that, you know, don't forget the sweets, right? People want to have yes, right. something sweet to end the meal. So great food, cooked easily. One less problem that really people have to deal with right now is they're thinking about so many things that could potentially overwhelm them. And Todd, can I just say, uh, during this time of crisis, the Stephanie Miller Show so appreciates our sponsors because everyone's having a tough time. And let me just say, my listeners get the need to support my sponsors. You've been so loyal to us and they've been so loyal to you. And now it's a win-win-win for everybody. So thank you so much. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Stephanie in the box. And Todd, thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you so much and please stay safe. You too. Attention all homeowners in jeopardy of foreclosure. If you owe more on your home than it's actually worth, have missed one or more mortgage payments, have been denied a loan modification, or are facing foreclosure for any reason, you must listen to this message. A toll-free mortgage relief hotline's been established for anyone having their home lost in foreclosure. Just call 888-497-1876 and see if your home qualifies. We can help stop your home from going into foreclosure or even get your home out of foreclosure. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have faced foreclosure in the past year alone. This foreclosure defense group has helped thousands of people just like you fight the foreclosure process so they can stay in their homes. But you must call 888-497-1876 now to qualify. The call and information are absolutely free and the help is real. Don't lose your home. Call the Mortgage Relief Hotline now at 888-497-1876. That's 888-497-1876. 888-497-1876. The Bob Seska Show. Rattle your sabers and shout your cursing When it doesn't cut your skin And it doesn't really hurt There is no compromise It's outside your belief You're so courageous When you take away from me So who's America Are you wanting it to Oh man, I gave that an extra long play. This is my man Seth Adam. Song called Who's America? Oh, he's the best. He is absolutely the best. This is from his East Rock album. Make sure to support all of our independent recording artists here. Links in the description for all of our songs and uh, musicians on the show. And if you want to submit your songs, make sure to submit to bobseska.com slash music. Thank you for doing that. And we're going to give this a uh, 
a full play at the end of April on the Indie Music Countdown. In fact, you know, I've got an Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend for all of the songs we played in March. And so what I do is I play all of those songs in their entirety, almost like a Casey Kasem-style like countdown show. Uh, so there's I'd like that. to make a long-distance dedication. Okay, yes. What would but- you like? Maybe to a little dog named Snuggles? <laughs> When they die and then go straight into a pop, you know, ha- happy up tempo fucking song. Whoa. Yeah. I have yeah. I have to do a dedication to a fucking dead dog, and now I'm playing Walking on Sunshine. What? The, who the fuck did that? Jody Hamilton's doing a better Casey Kasem than Casey Kasem. That's for sure. <laughs> You're listening to American Top Forty on WKRM thirteen forty, where we're getting involved with you. Shit. Go through and tell me again. Just saying, WKRM thirteen forty. Oh, fuck. The countdown will begin this Saturday morning at 9 and again Sunday morning at 9 right here on Maine's most listened to radio station, W... I'm not going to say all that shit. <laughs> there, there's the other one I'm going to play here. We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. (laughs) Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the great, the great Jody Hamilton. Uh, no, wait a minute. burning was... smell is my childhood going up in flames. Oh, yeah, no, you know. Shaggy mad. Shaggy There is, is mad. nothing more wholesome than American Top 40 every Sunday. Oh, my, my God, dad would yeah. actually let me sneak out of church after communion to go to the car and listen to the beginnings. Like right. all of American Top 40. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was one of my biggest influences, which is what, one of the reasons why I do a countdown show with all of our independent recording <laughs> artists. Okay, so yeah, I wanted to mention that uh, one thing that Donald Trump could do is to do exactly what Barack Obama did when he first came into office during the Great Recession. He -hmm. provided subsidies for COBRA insurance so that if Mm -hmm. you lost your job and you lost your health insurance as a consequence of losing your job, you could sign up for this interim stopgap health insurance program called COBRA. Then the government subsidized the premium payments so that it would be more affordable for people who are out of work. And I bet you, I would bet $1,000 that Donald Trump has no blessed clue what COBRA even is. So these Mm -hmm. are things that could happen. I mean, he could certainly open up the exchanges and allow people to sign up through Obamacare, but we're gonna, we know that because they're trying to eliminate Obamacare through the courts, there's no fucking way he's going to do that. There's no way Donald right. Trump will ever open up the uh, Obamacare exchanges so people c- can sign up for insurance. We have 6.6 million people signing up for uh, unemployment benefits. 
and so these are all people who are going to also need health care, you know, during a health care crisis that might be helpful. But I'm sure Donald mm-hmm. Trump, when someone asks, if someone asks him about cobra, he's just going to say, yes, they bite. They're very, very vicious, these cobras. You'll have, <laughs> I've no heard there's idea. a Netflix documentary about a cobra <laughs> keeper. <laughs> cobra king. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, so back to uh, Donald Trump having blood on his hands, just uh, as mm-hmm. a as an end cap to the story about the tweet with uh, MBS and how he was talking with Putin to Sputnik has refuted Trump's tweet. Well, the Kremlin uh-huh. saying no. Kremlin refutes Trump's claims about the phone talks between Putin and the Saudi crown prince. So this is again, this is propaganda coming out of Russia. So we don't know whether that's true or not. But once again, the, the Russia and the Kremlin is pantsing Donald Trump, and he's walking right into it, like always, because he has no choice. He's the useful idiot. He's being manipulated by these people. The thing watching him like start, he keeps going after China in these briefings, and oh, they're yeah. apparently offering help to us, offering mm-hmm. nurses, offering physicians who are experienced at treating COVID, translators, the whole deal, and he's just... Yeah, you know, blaming them for calling it the Wuhan virus, and just—it's funny you mention that because there's also blood on Trump's hands with regard to this—that vicious stabbing of that Asian American family outside Sam's Club, including a two-year-old uh-huh. girl who was stabbed in the yep. face. Two-year-old girl. Uh, yep. That was down in Texas earlier this month. It's been deemed oh, a hate—it's been deemed a hate crime by the feds. Good. Authorities continue to raise alarm bells about a potential surge in racially motivated crimes amid the coronavirus outbreak. And this, you can trace this directly back to Donald Trump and his disciples referring to this as the Chinese virus. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, there was another. There was a caller on uh, John Fugelsang's show when I was on that show uh, on Sirius XM last night uh, who was calling it the Chinese virus. And he was wondering why, why we're blaming Trump when New York didn't jump on board. And he cited some sort of... I don't know, a quote from someone he didn't know the name of and couldn't cite the source of, but said, oh yeah, New York was blowing it off too. But this isn't a problem that New York should be saddled with solving. This is a national crisis. This is, well, first, it's a global crisis, but in terms of the response inside the United States, the response has to be nationally coordinated because it's across all the states. The coronavirus does not recognize state borders. It is spreading like that. And so this is something that the federal government should have been on top of from day one, from the beginning of January. I don't care what the hell excuse he comes up with regarding the, the impeachment or whatever the fuck they're talking about, but this is a colossal fuck up by the Trump administration where it was seven, Eight weeks of not only inaction, but downplaying this. And then. <laughs> right. It's not like he just like right. let it go and let it yeah. ride. Right. He intentionally tried to convince people that it was no big deal. Yep. And, the, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to rewrite this. They're already trying out there in the conservative blogosphere. They're already trying to say that it was like he's been bravely fighting this for months while the Democrats slowed him down uh-huh, with impeachment. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I hate him. Yeah. Well, here's more uh, incompetence. And I, I can only chalk this up to being incompetence because how else can you look at a story like this? Americans likely won't begin to see direct payments from the coronavirus stimulus bill until at least April 13th, at least April at 13th. At least, yeah. And it could take 20 weeks for all the checks to be mailed. So 20 weeks, how timely is that? These are things, I, I sit here and I wonder why are 
infrastructure here in the United States from retail outlets all the way to the federal government are having such trouble getting their shit together. And I can only imagine that it has something to do with the leadership at the top. Going back to what Uh I was saying about this being a national issue where the federal government has to be coordinating the response to it. So whether it's the checks coming from the IRS or just the very idea of having uh, toilet paper in the stores, TP for mm-hmm. our, our bungholes. TP for my bunghole. Yeah, I mean, we're all <laughs> we're all running around with our shirts pulled over our heads and masks on, going. TP for my bunghole. It, it would be one thing to deal with this uh, crisis and being locked into our homes and so on if everything was okay and we could get supplies like. TP for our bungles, but we can't. Mm-hmm. So it makes it even more difficult, even more challenging uh, from that perspective. Uh, I mean, again, I understand the relative sacrifice compared with, say, World War not II. Not having a ventilator. Or not but, having a ventilator. That's, right. that's true. But it's right. still, you know, it's one of those things that increases our stress level, augments all of that, just thrown onto the pile to the point where it just gets to uh, critical mass. And I think some of us uh, in the not-too-distant future are going to start to go bananas in our homes. We're gonna start? start- <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you know anyone who's going nuts in their homes? I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's uh, necessarily health-related, but just the idea, just the stress, just the cabin fever. I mean, that's got to be setting did, in with people. Did y'all see Kamala Harris on um, Nicole Wallace's show, Deadline White House? Oh, she was really good, wasn't she? She, You said that she was... She's always great. Yeah. It was the first time I've actually felt a ray of sunshine through this whole thing. She was like, don't let social distancing be emotional distancing. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. reach out to people, call your friends, call your single friends, because that's the people I'm really concerned about is single people. Yeah. Because they're like at home by themselves. And, and you know, I worked from home for years. I know what it's like to be cut off from social contact for prolonged amounts of time and it gets you get a little crazy yeah people need to be like touched and held and hugged and it's just uh so like reach out to people listeners everybody like you know think about that person you haven't heard from in a minute and be like what are they doing yeah and just check on them Mm -hmm. because this is a scary time and it's especially scary if you're by yourself well, guess yeah. what? For those of you who are locked into your homes, it looks like Biff is going to be doing some golfing this weekend. Oh, good for him. Which is kind of an amazing You're thing. Kidding. I mean, at least that's what it's indicating. Somebody this, cough. Yeah. The Secret Service this week signed a $45,000 contract to rent a fleet of golf carts in Northern Virginia, say, <laughs> saying it needed them quickly to protect a quote-unquote dignitary in the town <laughs> In the town of Sterling, home to one of uh, Trump's golf clubs, according to federal contracting data. The contract was signed Monday and took effect Wednesday, uh, records show. The Secret Service paid a West Virginia registered company, Capital Golf Cars and Utility Vehicles, to rent 30 golf carts until the end of September. The new contract, which the Secret Service described as an emergency order, does not mention Trump or the golf club by name, but we all know what's going on here. The golf club doesn't have its own goddamn carts. Whenever they go to any of his properties, they have to rent the golf carts. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I think yeah. I just stroked. I think I smell toast. I'm, my brain is bleeding. Um, <laughs> Sit down. Oh, my God. Sit down. Yeah, please. Yeah, I know. He, uh, he, they, make him, they, they make them rent rooms at the hotels yeah. at full price not at any you know discounted price it's full price Mm -hmm. and then they make them rent the the golf carts and it's on our dime it's not (laughs) yeah Uh. yeah i 
I love that reaction, that, that <laughs> slow fading laugh. But I mean, you contrast that. I mean, going from the ridiculous to the fucking unbelievably soul crushing. Uh, the U.S. government has requested 100,000 body bags. Uh, the Pentagon will draw some initially from uh, a stockpile of 50,000, and it looks into buying more, uh, sources tell Bloomberg News. Somber preparation as Trump officials project as many as 200,000 Americans may die of the coronavirus. And I apologize, this text is weirdly uh, written here, but nevertheless, that's the thing that I, I just can't get beyond those numbers that the Trump administration is throwing out while wanting to be... If we do it all right. Yeah, if we if do we it get all right. everything right from here, we'll have 250,000 dead. We're, we're no, going to blow past we're gonna, that. We're going to blow past that pretty We'll probably quickly. hit a million dead. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, and the, every Everyone past maybe ten or 12,000 deaths is on him. Exactly. You know, I would love to see some sort of simulation showing what this would have looked like if there had been, say, for example, Obama-level competence and timeliness in the response. I, 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 we have a place to look at. It's called South Korea. They have one fiftieth of our deaths, Jesus. and they only have one sixth of our population. So right. guess what? They did it right. There's mm-hmm. still people are still dying there, but they lost four people yesterday. Yeah, and by the we way, we lost a thousand yesterday. Jeez, and by the way, it's a myth that it was because of some sort of uh, government clampdown in South Korea. No, That's not. It was it's testing. Not, yeah, it's not a totalitarian government in no, South Korea, and they have accurate not. tests, which mm-hmm. we don't. That's right. They, and what they would do, they were testing as many people as possible and then figuring out here's where people need to quarantine everybody else stay away from them yeah. they'll get over it we'll put them in hospitals you know and it was like that's how you we wouldn't have had a shut they down they also this have fucking health country. infrastructure that we don't have that's true but th- we wouldn't have had a shut down like we have had we just been testing like they did in South Korea exactly. we would have figured out the Washington outbreak we would have figured out the New York outbreak LA is doing pretty well San Francisco is doing exceptionally well Mm -hmm. um we wouldn't have had to do what we're doing had we just done what south korea did we would we would definitely still people will still be dying but not like they are right now and there's a a series of numbers that we all need to keep in mind as far as benchmarks here in terms of how to put these numbers the death toll for example in the proper context uh according to estimates 146,000 people uh were killed in the combined atomic bombing of both Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 150,000, about 146,000, give or take. Uh, There's some numbers that kind of dispute that, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but that's generally the the death toll of both of those atomic bombs uh, at the end of World War II in 1945. Mm -hmm. So that'll give you a sense of what we're talking about when we're talking about 200,000 dead, 250,000 dead, a million dead. It just gets to the point of, being just mind-numbing, just the absolute scale uh, of the body count here. And I can't help but to go back to the fact that even if we hit a million, Donald Trump is still going to go, see, I saved 1.2 million. It could have been another million dead if it wasn't for me and my great administration. And he's going to insist that he gets patted on the back. And then members of the press, Maggie Haberman and the New York (laughs) Times, are going to print those quotes I mean, maybe later criticizing him, but they're going to print those quotes. People are going to read those quotes and go, yeah, I guess he does. That makes sense to me. It could have been worse, I guess. And then he's going to end up uh, getting more votes than he should in November. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to mean a victory for him, but 
Uh, again, we just can't give this guy the benefit of the doubt for one second. Do not no. be fooled by any sort of performance art by this guy in the White House press room. It's just mm-hmm. dumb. I'm hearing more and more from people I know who are health and science reporters and writers and doctors that the first symptom that most people experience is the loss of their sense of taste and smell. I know somebody that just uh, is recovering now from it. So uh, when that happens, you immediately self-isolate. Yeah. And you cut yourself off, even from the people in your home, if you Mm -hmm. have to. You know, because really, like, this, there's no rhyme or reason on who lives or dies and who goes into this acute respiratory failure and who doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. So if you lose your sense of smell... And taste. She said things tasted weird, um, like metallic. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the the member of Congress who had coronavirus and recovered still says he hasn't recovered his sense of smell or taste yet even yeah, though Sam has yeah oh who has her name my friend that she lives back east she's she and her daughter both got it and uh-huh. um they took they they pretty much figured they had it but it took five days before they were even allowed to get tested Jesus. and then another five days before they got the results back wow and yeah. by the time they got the results back they were on the mend Unbelievable. Hey, you know, here's a... Well, the other thing, I just was going to encourage people to sign up for Kinza Med. Kinza is this company that's taking... It's tracking temperature readings. It's mm-hmm. like a data mm-hmm. slicing company where they have these Bluetooth-enabled thermometers. But if you have any thermometer in your home at all, you can download the app and you can enter. You can track your daily temperature. I'm doing it every day. Yeah. Um, and so it's the, really one of the only ways we have to track in real time what's happening mm-hmm. because yeah. we don't have accurate tests. So uh, you know, I'm not a paid endorser of that company. I don't know anything about them as a business, but I just know that if you know, it sounds like a good way for us to keep real-time reports going about what's actually happening on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Of course, I may be selling us out data-wise to who knows what kind of conglomerate, but at the same time, <laughs> if it keeps us informed about where people are sick and where people are not, I think we need to do it. Well, I, I'm so glad, going back to the Nancy Pelosi uh, story from earlier, I'm so glad that someone, some group inside the government is going to be overseeing all of this because it is such a phenomenal clusterfuck. And every once in a while, especially during the Trump show, I'll be sitting there and listening to what's going on. I'll be going, my God, this looks like the montage package at the beginning of a disaster movie. Like, here's how it all goes down until there's the, uh, you know, Mad Max apocalypse. Here's the sequence of events. And so thank God that there's going to be this select committee to at least keep tabs on probably the rank grifting and theft that's going to be going on at the uh, appropriations of as far as handing out contracts and so on, probably no bid contracts and whatnot, just distributing that $2 trillion uh, across a lot of different people that want to have influence over Donald Trump, if not Trump himself and all of his uh, uh, family members and so on. But meanwhile, there's this uh, other story that relates directly to all of this in terms of who's getting what and and how it's getting distributed. The blue states whose electoral votes went to Hillary Clinton are not getting the supplies they need while the red states are getting more than what they've asked for. As states across the country have pleaded for... Disgusting. It is absolutely Mm -hmm. disgusting. As states across the country have pleaded for critical medical equipment from a key national stockpile, Florida has promptly received 100% of its first two requests, with President Trump and Republican Governor Ron DeSantis both touting their close relationship. States including Oklahoma and Kentucky have received more of some equipment Mm -hmm. than they requested, while others Mm -hmm. such as Illinois... Massachusetts and Maine have secured only a fraction 
of their requests. I wonder how that's happening. I wonder what's driving that decision-making. Could it be Donald Trump's documented uh, interest in whether uh, people who walk into the Oval Office are either Trump or Hillary? This is a question he asks. Are Mm -hmm. you Trump or are you Hillary? Mm -hmm. And if you say Hillary, then you're the enemy and you don't get what you need. But if you're Trump... You get everything that you need and more, plus Donald Trump praising you from the White House press room every day. So that's like uh, it keeps talking. Who's the governor? Is it Michigan? Where he's just like that woman in Michigan. He won't even call her the governor. Yeah, Gretchen right. Whitmer. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I just, someone's. I mean, surely someone's going to step in here mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you're incompetent. You're killing people. You're you're just not equal to this task. Yeah. We, but. I mean, it almost sounds like I'm calling for a military coup, but at least like we would feel like somebody organized was in charge. Yeah. Because uh, I just I keep thinking about the people in the boats that he's sending into the Southern Command region to fight the drug cartels. Yeah. It just whose pocket is that lining? Mm. And I just and the poor sailors that are going to be living in such close quarters and probably there's we're going to have ships just like the Teddy Roosevelt full of contaminated or, mm-hmm. or infected military personnel who just want to be somewhere safe. Even in these lovely blue states, there are Trump voters. That's true. Yep, 100%. But he doesn't think in those terms. He is gaming the Electoral College. Everything that he is doing is about the Electoral College. He is not thinking in terms of the colossal, the historical tragedy that we're facing right now. He's not thinking right. in those terms. He's thinking in terms of, if I don't get reelected, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I want for me, and I may end up going to prison if I lose. That is his perspective more than anything else. All right, we're going to take one and that's last... that's what I was... Just, I was watching the presser yesterday, and he was talking about sending people off to war at this time, and I was just like, he's got a lizard brain. Yeah, he does. Like, if it exists in his field of vision, it's an attack thing that he must go after and destroy. Like, he has no concept of how to collaborate or how to, like, mm. accept blame. Or It's just like, you know, kill or be killed, and his focus is so random and, yeah. and hazy that he just fires off at, like, China or whoever he's mad at today, and it's just... The sooner thousands the, and thousands of people are going to die, and I don't think he's ever going to truly be held accountable. Yeah, the sooner then, the White House press corps, and the sooner people observing, casual observers, people locked in their homes watching the evening uh, Trump show, the sooner they all accept that this is all Donald Trump's nature. He is never going to evolve. He is never going to pivot. This is the way he's no. always been and always mm-hmm. will be. So stop falling for the ruse. Stop falling for the con. He is no more than what we see every day. A bloated piece of shit bully with fascist tendencies. This is the guy we're talking about here. He is not some saint. He is not going to suddenly save the day and he shouldn't be given credit for anything. I agree. All right, one last break. Back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. 
Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Pride fails. Case in point. Link in the description here. For some reason, on this song, the singer sounds like you, David. Sounds it does. A little bit, I was yeah. just. I know. It's funny. I was just thinking that actually. <laughs> That's good. I'm so glad. I hesitated. It's whether or not I should say it. I didn't I, wonder, I thought I was being vain. I was like, oh, this kind of sounds a bit like me. And, it does. You know. <laughs> it really, really does. <laughs> oh well, hey, you know, here's a uh, a little fun fact about me. We were talking about how people are losing their sense of smell and taste as a consequence mm-hmm. of the coronavirus. Here's uh, something. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show. I I was born without a sense of smell. I, I can really? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's called anosmia. Yeah, anosmia. Exactly. That's exactly anosmia. what it is. Anosmia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the olfactory bulbs in my nose didn't fully develop w- when I was uh, in vitro. That's, huh. that's, a, that's a true story. I'm not making that up. So I know exactly what it is to not be able to smell everything. Like if someone's cooking in the kitchen and making a meal and they're just basking in the wonderful odors of the food and everything like that, I can't smell any of that stuff unless I put my face like right into the steam that's coming out oh, of the pots on the. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it's and you're Italian. So sad. Yeah, you're yeah, Italian. The smells like, that you've missed. I know, I know. But I mean, I've never been able to smell it. So it says I have no idea. It's like with people oh, who are man. born blind or born deaf, they don't, they don't have any perspective in terms of what it was like to actually have those senses. And so, boy, I can really, I feel so much empathy for people who are coming out of the coronavirus and losing their sense of smell. I don't know, have they determined whether it's permanent or not? Or is this something uh, that... Sam said her her uh, smell and taste were coming back as soon as I the see. fever broke and the coughing stopped. I mean, she said it was terrible. Her daughter's immune, immune deficient, so she was more concerned about her daughter's health than her own. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they both came through, and like I said, I mean, it took her... 10 days before, you know, from the time they thought they had it to the time they found out that they did, they were already on the, the good side of it. Interesting. Right. Um, and it's a, just like, that's ridiculous. It shouldn't take more than an hour for us. And hopefully that blood test is going to happen soon where we can figure yeah. out who mm-hmm. has the antibodies already because then we can start opening up businesses again. That's right. I had a really bad flu when I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And the taste of certain things, it took like a month to go back mm-hmm. to normal. Oh, like really? Anything that was sort of aromatic or spicy or like, you know, anything like garlicky or salad dressing, like yeah. things that had like very like pungent tastes and flavors, it was just like metal. It was like the wow. weirdest, grossest, like corroded kind of nasty taste. And it like took a good month to go away. And I, yeah. for a while I thought, oh, God, it's food never going to taste good again. <laughs> um, 
Well, so, I mean, usually what I do, uh, my process for sampling the uh, fragrance of things is to ask someone (laughs) who can actually smell, (laughs) what does that smell like? And does it smell good? And if they say, yeah, it smells great or it smells horrible, then I say, well, that smelled horrible. It seems really rare to me uh, because you often hear about people born without their hearing, uh, born without Mm -hmm. their sight, but you rarely hear about people who are born without a sense of smell, but I sure as hell was. Well, it's a huge well, part it that, of how we encode memories. Yeah. Wasn't that how- um, Dewey Cox's problem? He didn't have a sense of smell? Well, first of all, who is Dewey Cox? You never saw Walk Hard? Oh, yes, no. that's right, the John C. Riley movie, okay. Yes, Dewey Cox, I believe, had lost. He was born without a sense of smell. Oh, well, I'm so proud to be affiliated with <laughs> Dewey Cox, the John C. Riley comedy vehicle. We watched that last night. Oh, I mean, okay. I've heard about people who've lost their sense of smell through injuries or accidents. Same here. I've heard people who have lost it, but Some yeah. people, half the people just go on to lead perfectly normal lives without a sense of smell. Yeah. Other people spiral into terrible depressions. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I have imagine. a bad feeling that that would be me because I like live through my nose. Yeah. Like I was talking to a friend about it on Monday. I was just like, you know, I like the way like a hot road smells on a summer day. Yeah. Uh, especially if it starts Grass. to rain. You know, and like, yeah, stuff that people just don't think about the smell of, like rain. Well, here's um, here's the secret. Here's the secret. I can actually taste odors. I and that I oh, think, so you're getting it through your taste buds. I think that's how I'm smelling things when I get right up in on it. Because what happens is those, and it may be you need to open your mouth like a cat. Yeah, well, like exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I kind of breathe in that uh, the air around that fragrance and I can kind of taste the the flavor of what the odor would be. So you can taste it. It's just the strangest thing. And, and that might be something that is unique to people who can't smell because it's sort of like when you are blindfolded, you can suddenly hear much better after a Mm -hmm. couple of days of not being able to see your other senses come to life and and you can pick up and perceive more because of that and so maybe that's why uh i can kind of so let's say kimberly has a favorite perfume yes and sprays it onto her neck yeah can you smell it if you kiss her there I can taste it a little bit. I, there's nothing going on. This is in my... why you guys get naughty in the refrigerator, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> because he doesn't know what's in there. He doesn't know if there's good food or bad food. That's he can't true. smell. That's I, I, one of the things I've been doing my entire life is, can you smell this and make sure it's not bad? <laughs> can you make right. sure that this hasn't spoiled? <laughs> That's what I have to do. Uh, a lot of trust. One of my. There. I you know, know no shit. Like Kimberly's like, fuck him. I'm gonna make him eat some spoiled yogurt today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly positive people have done that to me in the past. I just. Uh, I'm not gonna say I've made enemies, but I've made enemies, and you know they sometimes. They sometimes give me spoiled food. Say, hey, Bob, taste this. Oh, great. Nom, nom. This tastes weird. Nom, nom, nom. Because I can't, I can't smell it. You know, I want you guys to go ahead and lay your bets over whether it'll be my state or Florida where the first person, like, kills or injures themselves or a family member trying to shoot the coronavirus. Oh. I know. There's so many guns have been sold. Like, are they going to shoot at it? I don't understand. That's true. I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. Thank you, Florida. Thank you. Um, Thank you, all right, we got the postmortem show <laughs> coming up next on our Patreon page. What happens is after our end credit music here finishes playing, we just keep on talking. 
And we record it all, and that becomes the post-mortem show. We put that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show, or conveniently at bobseskashow.com. If you sign up for $5 a month, you get two post-mortem shows a week and all of the additional fun conversation that happens in there. But if you sign up at $10 a week, you get, uh, or $10 a month, I should say, uh, you get the two post-mortem shows plus the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson where we talk about sex in the refrigerator and all that fun stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm joking about the sex in the refrigerator. Oh, look, the, the sound is, theme song is crashed. See, I did this to myself. I'm going to stop that now. I know when you were like, I've got the sounds, baby. I got it. <laughs> it, just, it just froze. The thing says not responding. Okay. Oh, there you are. The whole gang's here. All right, we're back. We're back on the show. All right, we lost internet here, which which brought to mind something that I guess is important to observe. If the internet were to go out, if the oh, internet yeah. were to die across the country, we'd all go crazy. It would be Mad Max Fury Road with, with people with mm-hmm. flame-throwing guitars and shit like that all, all across <laughs> the country. It would be the apocalypse. Thunderdome would be breaking out. Part of what Pelosi was talking about today on Andrea Mitchell when she was talking about this new bill, she's like, I th- the internet, she's like, it's clear now as a utility. Yeah, it, it is. Should be regular. You know, it's like people need it. Mm-hmm. We need to educate our children now. We're going to need it to be able to see doctors, yep. telemedicine. She's like, the internet is no longer negotiable. And she said there are a couple million people in this country who don't have access. That's we need right. To improve rural access to the internet. And are you sounding us out again? Are you playing the? Yeah, I'm playing music? us. I'm playing us out again. <laughs> We're playing us out again. We have to have to end the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought we were in the after party now. No, no, no. We didn't. We didn't finish the show. Uh, right. The first time around, we got interrupted there, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna somehow put that together in post, maybe with some. Uh, some elevator music in there. I like it. To bridge the gap. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, what happened was, is I think something happened with my modem. It wasn't a uh, an Xfinity-wide problem. It was something that was mm. local to my modem, and now it's somehow fixed uh, for reasons I will never understand. Okay, that's it. Did I already the talk about- The first full-time employee you need to hire for the podcast is a IT person. <laughs> there you go. Uh, boy, I would love to do that. Uh, I was okay. So I already talked about Patreon. So let's talk about T Rex's Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash the T Rex report. Jody Hamilton is at from the bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com. Make sure to support all of our sexy liberal podcasts, right? Uh, and oh, by the way, you got to listen to my Wednesday interview show with Dana Goldberg. Oh man, did we get deep? I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah. For some reason, yeah, we were talking about uh, Dana's relationships and one relationship in particular that ended in tragedy, but created something that was immensely inspirational, not only for Dana, but I think for everyone that was listening in yesterday. So, make sure to listen to our uh, Wednesday interview show everywhere you get your everywhere you get your podcasts. The internet goes out, and then I suddenly can't talk. Okay. <laughs> That's your own modem is defective. Your chip is starting to act up. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, do the post-mortem show on our Patreon page. Take care, folks. See you on the Bye, after everybody. Party tomorrow. Stay well. Bye, everybody. Have a great, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>